Previously on Those Were the Days. It was like watching Hee Haw, but with class. Hee Haw was laughing recorded at a Texas roadhouse. Slap Fox News behind those guys. Because go-go dancing. And I feel like I could do that dancing. <laughs> you heard it. Grab the body, paint in the bikini. Here's Sammy. Um, and I, I felt like the jokes fell into two categories. So the audio listeners really missed out. That is a current day SNL skit. Tina Fey, you're welcome. Sammy Davis Jr. was that way half the time. This we don't know how to end this thing. Uh, this was my little sister's favorite show to watch when we were very small. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Hello and welcome into Those Were the Days, the show where we look at classic TV through with modern eyes and nostalgic lens, a thing I came up with and now I can't remember what I said. <laughs> I am your host this week, Travis, aka TV's Travis, and we are kicking off a month of educational shows. That's right. We're going to look back on the past and we're going to learn you a few things. <laughs> but I can't do this alone. No, 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 no. I need help. And what I need is I need somebody who carries a calculator in a shoulder holster like Steven. You know, I was 5% sure I wouldn't enjoy educational TV. Another 10% sure that whatever episode Travis picked was probably going to be boring to me. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm 100% sure that this show blew my mind. Uh, I think that's 115%, but I'm not good at math. So we're just going to have to go with it. It just means you need to watch more Square One TV. <laughs> <laughs> also, somebody who knows that a percent and a decimal and a fraction can all equal the same thing, it's Audi. In the world of educational programming, the people are represented by two yet equally important groups. The serious nerds who want to really make sure you learn all kinds of cool stuff, and the funny nerds who want you to learn all kinds of cool stuff, but also while possibly making you laugh. These are their stories. Doom, doom. <laughs> Fantastic. And finally, someone who knows you never divide by zero, Amy. One, one, two, three, five, Eureka! That's a, that's a deep cut. If you're in the know, that's a deep cut. Oh, we'll, we're going to get to that one. <laughs> so we are talking about Square One TV, which was a show that ran. It was a, it was a production of the Children's Television Workshop, which later became known as the Sesame Workshop. Um, and it ran on PBS from uh, January of 1987 until October of 1991. And then it went through reruns for another couple of years. Um, and it was uh, it was in a block. I remember watching it with stuff like uh, three two one contact. Um, this show uh, it, it ran in the afternoons a lot here on PBS, and I just I I gobbled it all up. But I want to know. I'm going to start with Amy. Do you remember Square One? Did you watch it? I remember Square One. I remember this episode of Square One. I remember clearly other episodes of Square One. But watching this episode. I felt like a sleeper agent that was being activated. Parts of my brain that have not, like, things that were pulled from 1989. And I'm like, 
like the we the percentage song. I was like, yes, no, I remember this. No, I remember this very clearly. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> what's happening? Or the 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 game show, the the one couple, and I I was like, wait, I remember this very clearly. Oh no. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. I had the exact same thing happen. Like there yeah. were things unlocking in my brain. And I'm like. Well, that's a that is a synapse that has not fired in thirty years. <laughs> there was like a there was this snobbish meme that went around lately, and it's you know from one of these like like super moms that's and it's like a picture of her and her kids like out in this beautiful field, and it's like kids don't form memories watching television, and I'm like this is absolutely wrong. <laughs> like I was like this is a core mm-hmm. memory. <laughs> oh no. BS. Right. <laughs> oh no. Now, Audie, how about you? Did you grow up watching some Square One television? I absolutely did. Like, if, if you were watching listening last week, as soon as you said that, I was over here like, yes, yes, yes! Just, like, on board, ready for this. <laughs> like, as soon as the music hit, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, I was like, oh, my gosh. Again, unlock, just unlocking core memories and stuff. And just, you know, seeing some of the actors in here, and I'm like, wait a minute. Holy mm-hmm. crap, you were on mm-hmm. this? Holy crap. Um, my, and I, was, I will say the one thing I missed that they didn't have this episode was math man. Yeah. Um, and we're going to get to math man uh, mm-hmm. and, and all of that. I'm sure shortly. Um, but I'm like you, the theme song has been running through my brain for a week mm-hmm. straight now. Like I'm just out walking the dog and I'm just, I'm just bopping along to the square one theme. Uh, Steven, you're a couple years younger than us. Do you remember this at all prior to watching it for this? No, I do not, Travis. I have never <laughs> once heard of this television show. And I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm going to tell all you internet people a secret. There's not a lot of shows that we watch that make me feel like my childhood was completely inadequate and left <laughs> without certain types of magic. And this show has made me realize that I am incomplete as a human being. <laughs> <laughs> that was born in the mid-80s. The fact that I don't understand or never seen this, I shame on you, mother and father, <laughs> for not making sure this was in rotation in the house at all times. Because, uh, my word, um, I I feel very left out of a very secret club that maybe wasn't secret. I was just sitting around watching Back to the Future and Spaceballs on videotape over and over when I should have been learning math from Square One TV. So Square One TV, as I mentioned, ran from 87 to 91. And it, so you were just you were just kind of a, a little bit too young to kind of catch it in its normal rotation. But what I loved about it was this was an era of kind of children's programming that really strove to to educate and entertain. And they found such a good balance here with that. There was actually complaints early on from parents that the show was too entertaining and that kids weren't learning enough, and that was quickly squashed because the kids were showing in class in their schools that they were learning these concepts from square one. I was one of those kids. I know that I that some of the math stuff that I learned early on was from square one TV oh, and yes. then demonstrating mm-hmm. it in class. Yeah. I mean, Amy's intro used the mm-hmm. Fibonacci sequence. I know mm-hmm. of that. I learned about that from this show. Um mm-hmm. And the show was broken up into kind of two, two halves. The yeah. first half was a mixture of 
um, parody game shows and sketches and little bits here and there and all sorts of mathematic-related things. And they were a lot of fun because they would have, like, we saw in this episode and um, the game show But Who's Counting with, uh, with, yeah. get, with uh, host Monte Carlo. <laughs> and that one would be, that was basically, that setup was used many, many times. Which is, they would have the same uh, two, you know, two couples, but they would be like a different version of those two couples every time. Yeah. And then they would do the numbers and you would either have to make the largest number you could or add up the biggest number that you could. They did have game shows that would involve um, elementary school kids from New York City which was always kind of fun to see in some of the, especially some of the later seasons, um, later episodes, they would have, and you would have like a, a game going on and just a room full of kids. And they'd bring a couple of them up and let them do that. You had um, sketches. There was recurring sketches of like uh, commercials that were being shot. And it would be a commercial and they would, they would start doing, and it was just the silliest, dumbest commercial you could imagine. But it would be like 70%. And then you'd hear, cut, cut, cut. And the guy would come in and be like, 70%, that doesn't work. No, 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 that, that's not flashy enough. I need something better. And so like the nerdy assistant would be like, well, we could use seven tenths. That's the same thing. And so they'd swap it out. And it was to teach you the fact that these all equaled the same thing. And they would have these yeah. themes that go along with it. And I love those. And then you had little vignettes like Math Man, which Audie brought up. And Math Man was a Pac-Man style game. And he had a little dude who he was Pac-Man-like, except he was wearing a University of Michigan football helmet for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) And he would just go around chomping on, uh, and he would come up to numbers, and he would have to only eat certain types of numbers, like multiples of three or even numbers or whatever it was. And But every time he would come up to the number, he would have to stop, and he would have three seconds to decide if he was going to eat it or not. Meanwhile, the evil Mr. Glitch would wait for him, which was a tornado that would just sit there and mum- mutter and mumble until he made his yes. decision. And Mr. Glitch was great because he, you know, he's a math man and he's, he's contemplating if he's going to eat the number and you just hear, <laughs> while, while he, and then he'd decide and you'd just be like, and disappear. And then math man would go along and do his thing. And math man was always hilarious. Um, they later on actually had Gary Owen uh, do a voice of a character in some animated stuff that was because um, Gary Owen had done the voice of Roger Ramjet back in the 60s. And they had a Roger Ramjet style character named Dirk Niblick of the Math Brigade. And they would have a little Dirk animated Niblick of bit. the Math Brigade? Mm-hmm. I feel, excuse me, I've been activated. I have to go <laughs> do math, apparently. I have to go balance my checkbook. I'll be back. I've got to go. Um, it's amazing there's another core memory. Deep in <laughs> yeah. Uh, they would do that. There was, um, and they would do parodies, too. Like, they had their parody of Late Night with David Letterman, and it was Late Afternoon with David Numberman. Yes. So, like, just mm-hmm. super cheesy general <laughs> so math battle. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Nobody's In, which was a parody of Faulty Towers. Talk about making a deep cut in a children's oh, show. Yes. On PBS, you're going to do a parody of Faulty Towers. Um, was just brilliant oh, to me. Nobody's In. <laughs> I forgot that was the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, they, and, and they would get, um, there would be music too. We saw a song in this, which was a very Motown song about uh, percentages. But they would have. From the banknotes. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. always had like a musical number in just about every episode. 
some of them were very 80s. Like, <laughs> this, the most 80s of 80s music video you could imagine. Um, but they would also get real musicians sometimes to come on. There was an episode later on, I very distinctly remember, that had Kid in Play. Yep. Holy cow! House um, party. And they mm-hmm. had, like, the Judds. There was one I just watched... Um, cause one of the topics, uh, cause they would always, there would usually be a theme per episode. They might be doing Roman numerals and kind of teach you about those a little bit or, um, uh, combinatrix, combina, combinatorix. Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce combinatorics. it. Combinatorix. And yeah. that one uh, actually had Dweezil Zappa <laughs> was the wow. most random, again, kind of a deep cut. Like no kids know who Dweezil Zappa is, but Mm-mm. He was there. I mean, um, I did because my father used to say that at least he didn't name one of us Dweezil. So <laughs> I did. I will say, I will say the songs in this show are great, but we can all agree that the best number based song is the, I believe, Pointer Sisters 12 song from uh, Sesame Street. One, two, oh, the Schoolhouse five, Rock? Six, seven, eight. No. No. Oh, no, that was Sesame Street. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. With the uh, pinball machine. Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, no, that definitely is. That definitely is. But these were such good and catchy songs that they would come up with for this for this series just consistently. Um, so, and, and a lot of them got reused. There would be episodes of this that would run later on where they would take sketches from previous ones, rearrange the order, and throw them in there. Um, yeah. We had in this one, I loved the sketch with uh, the primetime television lineup. Yeah. Oh, man. That was so good. <laughs> I don't know what impression that one dude was trying to do, but it sounded like a monotone President Kennedy delivering an address. <laughs> I, I don't kind know if of, you picked yeah. up on it, but I was like, I don't. He's definitely doing something. I don't know what it is, but I'm proud of him. Good, to, you're good. <laughs> now, keep going. Here's a question: Did you recognize anybody you saw on the screen from anything, yes. Stephen? I'm going to start with you. I want to see if you recognize. I feel any like of the I faces. recognize the main lady. Okay. But I don't know from what. No, I recognized the one uh, African American lady. Um, I recognized her face. I don't know from where. Okay. So there's a couple faces. I'm like, I kind of figuring. I kind of know you, but I don't know how. All right, Amy, how about you? Well, uh, this particular episode um, had Baby Yardley Smith in it. Yes, it did. It did. I knew mm-hmm. that. I saw that. And I, I remember like, I that her. from from back in the day. And I was glad that we got the like last episode because i forgot that math net was usually like a two episode thing but then i did remember five because there I, were five episode arcs oh they were they five because it would Thank run it was five them? episodes that would run monday to friday uh, that's why i used to get so mad if i missed one yeah because however was i going to figure it out i know mom i've got <laughs> i've got thoughts about math net for later but let's My just stories. keep going math math yeah. net we get to shortly um, yeah. Good, but yes, Baby Yardley Smith, uh, Audie. Were there any of the the actors? I'm trying to look him up. The the black guy. Uh, so that is that is Reg E. Kathy. Yes, who, he is who such has, baby face. Also, he's a very very young Reg, but he's also uh-huh. he had sadly passed away a couple years ago. He mm-hmm. had one of the most buttery smooth voices you will ever hear. Yes, he is great, and he has had quite the career. In fact, I knew. This is what I know him from, is Square One Television. So much so that when I was a kid and The Mask came out, he's in The Mask. He has a small part in that. 
And I saw him in that movie, and I said, that's the dude from Square One. <laughs> like, that's what I knew him as. And then I've seen him in so many things. Most recently was uh, he played Luke Cage's dad in season yeah. two of Luke Cage. Yeah. Um, and one of the few voices that can stand up to Mike uh, Coulter and, and mm-hmm. like out base Mike Coulter is Reg. Yeah. I remember um, seeing him in house of cards and being like, Oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah. It's just, he, he you know, had, just made barbecue. Right. He was great. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot that was him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no matter what I see him in, all I think of is him doing goofy math songs and like playing the announcer guy for, but who's counting or whatever it is. There's also Larry mm-hmm. Cedar. Larry Cedar is, he was the one, um, that, uh, let's see in, but who's counting. He was the, um, the guy that was always like, yeah, excellent. Excellent. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's Larry Cedar. And he's another kind of character actor that went on to have a career. A few of them didn't much. Uh, Cynthia Darlow is the one that you're thinking of Steven. Um, Mm -hmm. you've seen her, she's been in a few things. Um, but for the most part, like, uh, Cristobal Franco and Arthur Howard were the other two guys. Um, and they look so familiar, but they've never really done anything of note outside of this. But they, you can tell that they just enjoy doing this type of, this type of stuff because they're, they're all in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Reg, Reg Cathy is the one I always remember from this. Um, and then uh, the second half of every episode would be MathNet. And MathNet... Is is a parody of Dragnet, <laughs> and it is absolutely brilliant. It's so it good. stars Joe Howard so as George well Frankly, and Beverly Leach as Kate Monday, uh, who was in later in a later season, sadly replaced uh, the character. And there's a reason why, and I want to I want to give an explanation <laughs> for that because this was a big thing when I was a kid. Um, but MathNet is it's a parody of Dragnet. Where instead of being for the LAPD, they are mathematicians. Yep. And to they solve. To and serve. Yes. They solve minor crimes <laughs> using math. So good. And it's so it's good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It is. Ev- whatever, like, 80% attention I was paying became 100% <laughs> as soon as I heard <laughs> MathNet happen. Because it is played. Straight as an arrow. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. This is we're we're glossing over early children's television a little bit. Like this this era of children's television was like a playground for creativity. It was like anything you could dream of. No one was paying enough attention to children's TV. You could just do it. You just do whatever you want. There's a reason Ren and Stimpy was on Nickelodeon because no one was watching. No one had a, like, in terms of standards and practices and what's safe for kids, like, no one gave a crap. Just make TV for kids, sell crap and crunch, you know, this is good, this is what we do. And stuff like this happened, like MathNet, about a show from the 60s of two detectives becomes a show for children about two math, I... I don't even know. I, I went downstairs yelling to step. I'm like, I don't know what I watched, but it's the most brilliant television I have ever seen. Steven, anyway. We, we have um, to find you the episodes with the Maltese pigeon. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Please. You, because I need it. Because it's just, it's the epitome of 
of MathNet, I feel. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of good MathNet, but mm-hmm. that every, was... Every MathNet arc, really like good. I said, would be five episodes, and they would run from Monday to Friday. And that would always open the same way, with Kate Monday giving the, the, uh, the Joe Friday-style uh, monotone delivery of what oh, was going gosh. on. And then she would go into the building, and she would meet with George, and they would begin Wait. everything. But we have to talk about the very intro, which is no, yes. the story you're about to hear is a fib, but it's oh, short. Man. Because that is a, <laughs> yes. my, like my dad latched onto that line so hard. Yes. I, I feel mm. like he probably still says it, honestly. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I wrote down so many quotes. Everything in this entire half of the show was quotable. Every the problem was the gorilla was taking things a gorilla shouldn't need. I just <laughs> fell out of my chair. I was just like, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> and to your point, they played it completely straight. They didn't yeah, like right. make it goofy, but it was ridiculous what was going on. Now, I'm about to blow your mind though. You ready for this? No. The very first arc of Mathnet in 1987 is the plot to the sandlot. <laughs> the kid what? a kid huh. is playing baseball with his friends and one of them hits a home run over a fence it lands in somebody's house and they lose the baseball. The baseball was signed by Babe Ruth and it was his oh. dad's and his dad is on a business trip and when his dad gets back from the business trip he's going to he's going to murderize the kid for losing the baseball signed by Babe Ruth. I just learned that recently while I was researching the show, and I can't believe it's the plot to damn Sandlot was a MathNet episode in 1987, like five years before that movie came out. Oh, it's my god! amazing. <laughs> Jeez. Please tell me David Mickey Evans was a writer on this show so I can feel like maybe he just originated it here. Oh god, but it just it's amazing. Just, it blows your mind when you when you learn like when you watch MathNet how ridiculous it is, but how funny it is too. Now, I can't talk about MathNet without the controversy of the replacement of Kate Monday with Pat Tuesday. I think uh, I talked was, about it last week. It was you, the second yeah, most did. devastating thing that mm-hmm. happened to my young television life. <laughs> there was a reason for it. So, MathNet was actually filmed in LA. And um, but the rest of Square One TV was filmed in New York, where Children's Television Workshop was. And a couple of years in, so it would have been about 1990, they decided to move MathNet from LA to New York um, in order to have it closer to to things and to cut down some of the production cost. And unfortunately, uh, Beverly Leach, who played Kate Monday, just couldn't afford to make that move, and so. She she's even said in interviews that uh, like the producers called her up and they were like she's like the producer was crying and I was crying and I didn't want to leave but I just couldn't like she couldn't swing it and they couldn't afford to pay her to move so they had to write her character off George Joe Howard was moved and so the character of George Frankly and his wife who you never see she's just mentioned yeah. throughout it like every episode but you never see <laughs> yeah. her. Um, George, we're just going to nip that. We're going to nip that any romantic tension that could be yep. read into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just get rid of it immediately. Yeah. Yes, we're not. This is not that show. And uh, so they they it brought could in, have been if it wanted to be. Yeah, <laughs> could so have then, been that show easy. So they created a second uh, a second character, Pat Tuesday, who 
to her credit, was not bad. She was fine. No, um, she was fine. It just, she was no Kate Monday. And so that was a big bummer for the show. Also, mm-hmm. a special guest that would appear in like four MathNet episodes was their chief, Thad Green, played by James Earl Jones. Oh, oh my yeah. word. A Sandlot connection right there. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Dang. And, like, the crimes that they would do was, again, those the gorilla um, stealing stuff, which is such a... The, the first episode of that is, is great because they go to the grocery store and you got, like, the grocery store manager is all nervous and can't figure out what's going on. And finally says, yeah, he ran out the back. And they pan over and there's just a cutout of a gorilla on the back wall <laughs> where he ran mm-hmm. out of the building. Um, but, yeah, the Maltese pigeon is... Is one of so my favorites because that is where it's I learned so about the Fibonacci sequence. And yeah. I mentioned uh, carrying a calculator in a shoulder holster because they do. George Franklin mm-hmm. does. And there are multiple times during the run of MathNet that he pulls mm-hmm. his calculator and holds it like a pistol to kick in a door. Yes. And comes <laughs> yes, he does. busting into the room, <laughs> calculator raised. Mm-hmm. Complete, like... Like it's nothing out of the ordinary. They have SWAT team with them, and he still does this. It's it's I, so good. I have a memory of them like doing math, like both of them doing math on their calculators and looking at each other, and then doing the nod and yep. then going, like not <laughs> yep. saying anything, but just they're just doing numbers and then go. And it, uh, mm. Mm. it's just <laughs> a brilliant that this is that's how you do parody. It's how mm-hmm. you do parody, yeah. and. You you make it ridiculous like this, and like as a kid, I just latched onto it because it was so. It was so because it was serious. I was so in it. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna do math, and I'm gonna figure it out. Yep. Now it's just everything about this made me so happy. The acting <laughs> that they put in, the budget was high. There's one scene. I the the non spoken. Like anybody act when you say words. It's when you got to just sit there that's where the magic is. And there's at one point where they're talking about it could be two gorillas. And Joe, frankly, looks around. He's like, yeah, it could be two gorillas. And he looks at everybody, and they're all staring. And then he goes, what does that mean? <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just has this, like, real, he's smiling at everybody like they cracked it. Then he realized he didn't know what anyone was talking about. He's like, what? What is what is that all about? And I just I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle oh. this episode. And I just I don't even know. There's just so much in it. I need if you are listening to this show right now and you didn't do your homework, I'm telling you, your life will be enriched. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, goes. all right. I will it say though. Will. I, I will say that like the math in this episode is solid, but they, I understand that they're just trying to show you the easy way to figure out 10%, but don't tip somebody 10%. That's rude. Yeah. Well, this was definitely this back was, in the day tipping. This was 1987, yeah. 88. Back then, a 10% tip wasn't considered rude. And it yeah. was the, yeah. the best. 10% the, the tip best so, she won't know, so she'll know we're not cheapskates. Cheapskates. And we've been <laughs> here for three hours, so she's earned it. Oh, Kids, no. She's yeah. making 27 cents an hour. What also, are you doing? I'm, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> guy said... Interest rates were high in 87. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he said he <laughs> ate four hamburgers, and it cost him $14, 14 so... 14 Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. You can't get a hamburger for that anymore. Well, now I'm sad. Thanks, no. Travis. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe there's a maybe there's an episode about inflation. It's fine. <laughs> we'll learn what? all about it. 
One bit that we didn't get in this episode, and I wish we had, was um, Oops, brought to you by Erasers. Don't make a mistake without one. Stick without one. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it would be, (laughs) there would just be an easel sitting there, and one of the the actors would come out, and they would give like a a quick backstory of who they were in history, and it would be like, and on that fateful day, they made one tiny mistake. And they would do a simple mathematics problem, but they would mm-hmm. get it wrong. And then you would get cut to, and they would say, and here are the results of that one tiny mistake. And it would be some old like stock footage of like a train going over a, a, yeah. a bridge, and then the bridge just collapsing. Collapsing. <laughs> or like, oh. one of the, like a, a plane trying to take off. You know, it's the plane that's got like 47 uh, stacked yeah, wings up wings, that, and then it just yeah. all collapses. Fall. They would yeah. show that, and then it would be like, oh, Wait a minute, and then they would redo the problem and get it right, and be like, "This could have all been avoided." <laughs> and it's uh, it was such oh a good running God. gag. And I watched, I watched Amy once again reactivate. Like, <laughs> <It's> so- <laughs> <laughs> guys, I was really good at math, and I blame this show. I was really good at math until uh, geometry, it, like honors level geometry, my sophomore year of high school, and then I wasn't good at math anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when I took, I had to take a math class in college, so I took statistics, because fine. <sighs> um, and I love statistics, because I like math. Like, I like This show is why I like math, so I took statistics, because that's fun numbers. You know what I mean? Like Those are numbers that mean things. Great. Um, I got the flu finals week, Ooh. and I missed my statistics final. Um, but she was this ancient old lady. And so I had gotten a hundred on literally everything. And I think she thought that she just lost my final. So I just got, I just got an A without ever taking the final. Statistically, I would have done done very well. So it's fine. (laughs) Um, yeah. And I mean, this show was just great. It ran until 91 and it was it was shortly before or at the time that Ghost Rider was becoming uh, was starting to get made that Square One fell fell off, and the reason for it was there was a change of management with Children's Television Workshop, and the new people that were running it were putting their money into Ghost Rider, and it cost that that budget was a lot more, and they started losing budgeting for Square One, and it, it ended. But Ghost Rider is another one. That That's when I wanted might, to be a writer. Yeah, we we might I not get to it this month. Tip but pin the necklace. children's television network is why I am the human I am today, <laughs> like pretty universally. Mm-hmm. Tr- <laughs> trust me, Ghost Rider is coming up on this show at some point. I'm oh, just yeah. going to say that right now yeah. because we'll shoehorn it in. There's another. I was just so jealous of their handwriting on that show. I just it... wanted a thick black pen in that handwriting. And I well, just, honestly, I if knew you, I could accomplish anything. If you took that long to write anything, your handwriting could be good, too. I yeah, mean, if mm-hmm. you actually wrote it like it's a piece of art yes. that people need to read on the <laughs> 480i screen, then yeah, <laughs> probably write really well. The only bummer about the doing this show right now was there are no good transfers left that I can find of it online. We, we watched it on um, YouTube. Some mm-hmm. wonderful soul has put a bunch of episodes up there. So they're all over YouTube. You can watch them and they're great, but they're, they, they were definitely recorded on a VHS tape off of PBS in 1988. 
Um, yeah. Maybe during <laughs> a rerun in, a in like '94, and then they've sat in a closet for you know so 25. There, there years. was one part that got that got a little bit. It was it was fine. You get some audio oh, yeah. issues. There's a couple episodes mm-hmm. that I really wanted to do, but then they would lose tracking like partway through it. The tracking was at the, yeah, bottom, at the bottom of this one almost the whole <laughs> uh, time. Yeah. Scrambly. So, yeah. you know, the quality is going to vary from episode to episode, but honestly, they're really worth watching. Now, here's a question that I have for the parents on the panel tonight, which is, would you show your kids square one? Starting with Audie. Would you show the boys square one? Do you think that they, that... Technical issues aside, do you think it would capture their attention enough, or do you think that programming is so different today that even something like this may, might not work? Hmm. I'd probably show it to them to see what they think, but I'm willing to bet it wouldn't capture their attention that much because this is one of those shows where, yes, I remember watching it back in the day and being entertained, but I, I think I'm more entertained by it now getting so much more of the jokes that are higher aimed at you know the parentals that are sitting there next to the kid on the couch watching it with them. Um, but I might give it a try and see what they think. Okay, and Stephen, same question. Do you, do you think Sam would enjoy this at all? Or do you think he'd get bored with it pretty <sighs> quick? The landscape of children's entertainment is so different. Mm-hmm. Like when we were kids, when, when it came on, t- the TV was how you got media. That was it. That mm-hmm. was the only place it was. And it was there when it was there. And it was gone when it was gone. Like nowadays, I feel like I could sit him down and be like, watch Square One with me. And it would be like, can I just play ABC Mouse on my iPad or, you know, mm-hmm. some of these other toy games that he's got for education that way? Like, it's a different, it's a different world. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've thought about that a lot. Like, how do I get him to watch this cool stuff? And the only reason I watched it because it was the only thing on. Like, the only reason I watched right. Back to the Future and the Goonies and stuff is because my parents had those tapes. And, you know, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday and there's nothing on, so I'm going to watch what's on these tapes. Or they'd sit me in front of those tapes and be like, yeah, enjoy this great thing. So I I wish he could get into something like this, but I think it's, I think we're just too far, we're too far gone for it. The kids have too many other options. Well, I, I think wonder- it's just because of the format. It's an old looking show. Sure. And the kids are not going to yeah. get into it. There's so much other, and there's really good quality educational stuff that my kids are super into. Like I talked about, like at the end after recording number blocks is this super awesome counting show on Netflix. that's done uh, by some British animation thing. Dude, if you have small kids watch number blocks, they will learn math. Super great. Super easy. Like my, my six year old two years ago in, preschool at the school like we were doing stuff over stupid zoom calls because of covid and its teachers were like how the heck does he know this like well we actually watched this one kid's show that actually teaches him stuff and he's learning oh yeah you know we watched the crap out of letter factory when Mm -hmm. sam was in preschool there's this letter factory show and they learn about the sounds of the letters so it's not that it's not they can't learn this way it's just Mm -hmm. this is old i tell you you make Mm -hmm. square one again Yes. In a quality and a format that is up to today's standards. I'm telling you guys, if they wrote a MathNet movie right now <laughs> in the vein of Airplane, but with math, I'd be all over that. I'd get tickets. I'd go see it at the theater. I would be all in. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, Square One just... I, well, they, I, yeah, I, the revival can come. I'm here for it. You could do that, but they've got practically that with... Um, what is it? There's a kid's show where they're all like... 
officers in this super natural type of learning environment, like Odd Squad or something. Oh hmm. yeah, 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 Odd Squad. So I know what you're talking about. Um, you know, there there's stuff that's already there. So um, I would love to see Square One updated and see what that would look like now. Absolutely, but there's pieces of it that's already all over the place, anyways. So mm-hmm. you know. Amy, I can hear you vibrating from here. You have something just, you want to I say. No, I don't. I just, I love this show so much. It was, it, it really, it it's both a product of its time and ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it was the type of educational show that there was a, there was a long stretch between, and, and I mentioned like 321 Contact or Mr. Wizard uh, is another show that would have been roughly this era, actually probably pre yeah, uh, square one. Yeah, uh, but three, two, one contact would have been around this time. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. Uh, Beekman's World would have been similar to this time, maybe a mm-hmm. little bit after it. And then there was. It felt like there was this long stretch where like educational shows I, either went too dry or like lost the kind of lost the plot and weren't mm-hmm. weren't able to balance that uh, education and entertainment type of thing. Um, that that shows like this did, but we've come back around and we're getting new shows that can do that now. So I, I'm with you. I'd love to see like a, a revamped new version of Square One. Get some you know some newer songs, uh, songs in more current styles because a lot of these were um, very 80s style songs. Although there's a great one with Bobby McFerrin came on and did a song uh, at one point, and that's a that's a lot of fun too. Um, I think too. I feel like instead of having it be a half-hour show, you just break it up into the segments. You put out the songs, and you make those available for kids to be able to listen to. And, um, you know, some of the segments that you would have, maybe a couple of them at a time, or, you know, like YouTube would be perfect for, you know, but who's counting? And just have that yeah. sketch, mm-hmm. and it's five minutes long. Or I am, I'm embarrassed at how into doing that game show I wa- they were like, get your pencil and paper. And I was like, I'm, yeah. here, I'm ready. I'm going to get this number. It's going to be so big. I'm very excited. I, I wasn't this. into it until I watched them play. And I was like, oh, snap. This game is more complicated than I thought. <laughs> I could play this with like, I could get some dice and play this with friends. And we, I mean, we'd have a good time. Uh-huh. This would be great. I played yeah, the first they- round and I was exactly like the winning couple without looking at it at all. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. man. I remember did. now, I now remember that I did, I'm pretty sure I had a notebook, like especially for MathNet, because it was five days, so mm-hmm. I'm going to need to take notes, because oh, this yeah. was very important. <laughs> well, and MathNet was awesome, too, because it ended every episode on a cliffhanger. Yes. And they got increasingly more dramatic from Monday to Thursday, and then they would re- resolve everything on a Friday. So we saw the Friday episode... Yeah. of that story mm-hmm. arc um and yeah uh but like the the game we don't shows... have any reports of a gorilla driving cars around <laughs> yeah but he could just take the head off and put on a coat and nobody would know and he's like you're right he's the, good at math he's thing. not okay. good at My, yeah, okay. other things the other part that broke me was when he's good, when yearly smith goes having a guy read your rights on top of a hollywood sign is threatening <laughs> they were like he only he only gets angry when threatened and the, i'm what? like what am i watching the line that killed me was couldn't. right before he shouldn't be there it's against the law so is robbing stores <laughs> so good. the very first episode kate walks in sits down it's the baseball one 
and George is like, yeah, um, was it Martha? Martha and I went to a Dodgers yeah, game last Martha. night. And Kate, Kate looks up, and then she's like, the Dodgers were in Cincinnati last night. He goes, yeah, didn't have any trouble finding parking. You should come with us next. You want to come with us to a baseball game? Won't have any trouble finding parking. Like, it's just the most random. George. So good. George is. George, frankly, makes math net. He makes it work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, His deadpan ability is just something else. Him hanging off that ladder with the gorilla. I I want a merit badge for climbing. Or, no, for. uh, Sure footedness. Sure-footed. Yeah, sure-footed. Get one for ladder climbing, not for climbing ladders. <laughs> or when they when they when they come up with their their radius, and he's like, "Well, twenty percent of that circle is in the Pacific Ocean." She's like, "That's right. They wouldn't put the house there, correct? Because it would sink." <laughs> he's going to get the whole thought. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. about to shoot the gorilla with the tranquilizer. They're like, "No, he could fall. If we don't do it, he could not fall and kill George." <laughs> <laughs> and this was like peak Coco the gorilla time, yeah. which is why I remember this episode and the gorilla and his doll so clearly oh, because yeah. this was peak Coco's yeah. kittens time. Oh yeah, reading Rainbow and stuff. Coco's kittens. Coco's kittens. Mm-hmm. Coco this... like the ones without tails. Mm-hmm. This I know is... this at age forty-one. Very <laughs> useful information. <laughs> You're right. It does bury itself deep into sure your brain. There. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it stays there, special too. neurons that lead straight to it. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They had a segment. They would do a game show called Close Call. It was about estimation. estimation. So it'd be like Price is Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This so many brilliant. Good, good ones. There was an episode I remember watching that did a laugh-in style joke wall. Mm. And they were, they were, I almost went with that one, but it also just, I had, I had to make sure I found one that focused on and had Reg E. Kathy like yeah. prominent mm-hmm. because I needed that in the episode that we watched. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm this a sucker for a joke wall, you know that oh, yeah. I'll watch that episode. I'll go find it. Uh, it's, it's worth it. Um, yeah, this show just, Boy, it took me it took me back to being a kid watching PBS. One of the videos on YouTube actually begins with the very tail end of 321 contact, like the last like 30 seconds of it, and the song. I didn't I didn't know what it was. It was just a picture. It was a picture of a shark outside of like a shark cage and the ending music from 321 contact and that was all I had for context clues and I knew exactly what it was. And then it rolled into square one, and I just this was so much fun to to go back and look at and kind of see like this was the educational stuff we had growing up. This was the kind of mm-hmm. things. And Stephen, I'm sorry that you didn't have it as a kid, but hey, oh, now just... now you've got all of it, and you can watch it whenever you want. I've learned I learned math. This I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know what a factor of a number was. Like I, you know, how long it's been since I thought about that? Probably sixth grade math, maybe. <laughs> And I'm with me, Amy. You and I are very opposite in that if I, math goes, information goes in, I, it just dumps right back out the other side sure. after the test. I don't <laughs> care. Uh, and I was like, "Oh snap! That's what that means." I learned something today. <laughs> I was like embarrassed, but no, it's good. Now you'll be able good. to understand it when Sam brings it home from school. Yeah, I'm like, "Hey, you know what? I know what factors are uh, when it comes <laughs> to numbers." Yeah, and a prime number has only two factors, the number mm-hmm. and one. That's right. Self and one. We're literally in the middle of that now with my nine-year-old. So I was just like, ooh, ooh. 
<laughs> and that, and by the way, that sketch, like again, it had some great jokes. Like when mm-hmm. she sits down, she's like, "So can somebody give me a hand?" And they just all start clapping. She's like, "Yeah, all right. yeah." Oh, that was so good. Uh, the eight is enough joke. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Just all all those jokes, just just rapid fire. Oh, it was mm-hmm. it was it was a ton of fun. I'm I'm really glad that we got to educational shows because. When educational shows was chosen, I was like, "All right, yep, it's square one." Like, it took me about thirty seconds to decide that this was. going I'm be glad the you one. picked it because this was one mm-hmm. of two for me, and so that that did go ahead and take it off my plate, so I had an easier also, time. A thing that I learned that I will never not know because of Square One TV is the episode that had Kid and Play, because they do a song about they bought a house and they want to have a party that night, but the house is trashed. <laughs> So they got to clean it up and paint the floor because that's what you do. You paint the floor. And so they needed to figure out, they needed to figure out the square footage of the floor to know how much paint to buy. So that is how I learned that a quarter is one inch in diameter because he starts off saying, well, a quarter is an inch. So we can just, and he's like laying down quarters all the way across the floor before he gives up. And then I learned that a, um, an adult male's foot is roughly 12 inches long. Because uh-huh. they try using that. And then he's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm six feet tall, and your arm span is about the same as your height. So he uses that to est- – and they were estimating and finding the area of a square. Mm-hmm. And I learned all of that, and it's stuck in here, and it will never go fingertip away. Fingertip to fingertip is close to your height, which is a thing that runs in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I just watched that, and it is, it is exactly that. It is straight-up early 90s kid-and-play rap. Wow. Oh, so good. So <laughs> definitely go go on YouTube. We have a link in the show notes from last episode <laughs> for where you can find these. Uh, definitely go watch them. It's so much mm-hmm. fun. And, Stephen, you've got a lot of catching up to do. I do yes, I, I do. And I will because this is so good. Plus MathNet. You need to, you need to watch the Maltese Pigeon. If nothing mm-hmm. else, oh, yeah. MathNet, the Maltese Pigeon. But just take in all the MathNet you can. Yeah, I w- I'm all down for the big budget remake of of any MathNet episode. Like, just please make it happen. Put put a key and peel in it or something. I don't care. Just have it be a thing. I could go for that. So Dang. right. <laughs> so as we continue on with uh, educational shows this week, Audie, what have you got for us next week? Okay, so I was tr- I know what Amy's gonna do because she put it in our notes i I was like dang it way to take that one um (laughs) square one would have been one i would have picked for sure and i was looking through i was trying to find something i was like "Eh, that's okay Eh, that's okay three two one contact i only know the theme song i never watched the dang show i just remember the song so i decided let's just go right to it and do mr rogers neighborhood oh gosh I'm in. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna do. Yeah. Oh, you invoke the name of Mister Rogers oh, on me because there's uh, some of that it that's man. actually on Amazon Prime right now. So we'll do season seven, episode seven. Daniel sleeps away from home. Oh, oh man, I'm Excellent. so in. So we're gonna oh, have like I have like a list of people I have on pillars, and he is like right mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And oh. he's dead, so he can't ruin it, right? Like, yeah. he, you're not yeah. going to discover I more. He, I, I, I mean, even if he wasn't, I don't know. Even if he was the it'd one that safe. the thing that sticks with me, and, and we'll talk about it all next week. But the thing that sticks with me was that um, he got a letter from um, a, a parent of a of a child who was blind, who enjoyed the show, and knew that he had fish, but was worried that the fish weren't being fed. And so that was why, after that point, every time he fed the fish, he said he was feeding the fish. Oh my gosh. Just they don't make human beings like that. They no, they don't. They don't. They don't. And we'll we'll definitely. Oh boy, boy. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about feel, it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm already feeling what next week is going to do to me. So this will be yeah. quite a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, that is so. Next week, Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, season seven, episode seven. It's on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. so you can watch it. Good quality. So it'll be a, a step up in quality yeah. from our square ones. It's. It's it's a quality. They definitely didn't get it from the most pristine uh, recording. Um, it, it aged a little <laughs> bit when it, whatever they captured, but it's it's watchable for sure. It's good. The tracking isn't going to go halfway through on the video. <laughs> and then I don't the, think the so. The last five minutes of the show aren't going to sound like this, so that's okay. <laughs> the sound goes first. Yeah, that's the way this tape works. The goes. video might be there, but you can't understand anything. <laughs> oh, but that. That was Square One Television. It's uh, it's just a par- a piece of my childhood, uh, all wrapped up into a neat, tidy thirty minutes, um, and definitely, definitely, definitely worth watching. If for nothing else than just seeing some faces, learn a little math too while you're at it. Remember that a percent and a decimal and a fraction all equal the same thing. So <laughs> next week, Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Until then. For Amy, for Stephen, for Audie, I am Travis saying good night and, uh, yeah, learn a little more math, all right? Good for you.